Our passion didn't start with the mouth. It started with people, with the well-being of the profession. And if you're like me, maybe a little bit of your nerdiness in all things tech too. We all want to love what we do, but the truth is burnout, people problems, and glass ceilings can keep us from doing what we set out to do. So let's get back to the heart of connection. Welcome to the Dental Handoff. This show is about passing you the knowledge, the habits, the systems, and the strategies to lead your teams, lean on the tech, and listen to your gut while you take care of teeth. And let's get honest, the overall health of our communities. Let's stop using the wrong end of the toothbrush, y'all. My name is Dr. Kelly Tanner. Oh, and uniquely, I'm a dental hygienist, too. You can consider me a guru in the dental and leadership industry. With over three decades of experience, my goal is to take you to the next level by empowering growth, perspective, and confidence. By identifying the gaps, recognizing the plaque, and extracting the truth with other experts in the field. I'll share their stories, empower you to own yours, and elevate your passion in the process. So have a seat in the chair, put on your bib, and let's get to work. Hello, how is everybody doing? Yay, welcome to the Dental Handoff. I am Dr. Kelly Tanner. It is, I think, our ninth episode, which is wild. Um, Today, I have the delight of having Samantha Van Hoos with us. She is a dental hygienist, and she's going to talk about her journey and tell us a little bit about what she's up to, how she keeps motivated between all the things that she's doing. She's going to, I'm going to let her um, take the lid off of that story. So Sam, thank you so much for being here with us today, that your voice is so important to all the dental members. Well, hi, Dr. Kelly. Thank you so much for having me. As um, nervous as I have to say that I am, I'm really excited to talk about um, the ergoprism loops and everything, um, being a hygienist and kind of everything that I can share myself. Yeah. So tell us about just Going back, like way, way back in in the time machine when you're applying for dental hygiene school, remember way back? Yes. Oh gosh, I do. Why did you want to be in this profession? Um, So actually I did not start as a hygienist. Um, I started my whole dental profession at the front desk and I did patient coordinating and then I did insurance and um, I kind of made my way around the whole office. I did assisting for a little while and then decided to go back to hygiene school. Um, So that was a really exciting time for me to decide that I did want to go back. I wanted to be um, a hygienist. So tell us why you wanted to go from being a you know, an assistant and what you were doing in the office. Like what was your path forward? Like why why go on to be a hygienist? Why, what moved you in that direction? So as much as I loved assisting, I really wanted that more personal like relationship with the patient. I really wanted to be able to help them. Although yes, an assistant does, you know, help so much and they are so important to the office. Um, I really wanted that kind of bigger role, if you would call it as a hygienist. Um, I wanted to be able to help my patients. I wanted to know, you know, a lot more in that aspect and be able to do different things, not just in clinical, but also expand out, um, whether it's, you know, nutrition or maybe in, well, sales now or anything like that. I just wanted kind of those doors to be open a little bit more. So, And that's great. And I think that so many folks who are, who love their profession and still are highly satisfied with their profession found a little bit of diversity in that and challenge themselves in the skill sets and 
and then tools that we already have as hygienists in our field. And they said, you know what? I want to learn more. I want to one up what I know. I want to keep growing, right? Yes. And I even have that problem now. I mean, how I kind of got into sales to begin with is because I just, I mean, doors kept opening with hygiene, but it's like, I just wanted more and more and more. And I feel in dental, it's really easy to want that and to want to grow and have more and more. So yeah. And you still practice as a clinician too, right? I do. I'm two days a week still. I cannot give up clinical. I absolutely love it. I love my patients. I love my office. I love everything about it. Um, I don't see myself leaving clinic for a really long time, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so many people when they come out, they say, you know, I really miss my patients. And then they end up going back and just for the love of it, because they, they feel like something's missing. Yes, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about your journey. You mentioned that you're in sales. So like so many times people, and I know especially hygienists, they are scared to death of the word sales. And they just are like, okay, I don't want to sell anything. So like, how, how was that transition for you? Were you scared of that? And like, how did you overcome that fear and step into like, if you had fear at all, like, eh, and like come out of the up and then go into sales? How was that for you? So I was really scared. I really was. And I will say, um, especially because, you know, as a hygienist, yes, we do sell things. We sell um, treatment, but it's what people need. So that thing where you get into sales and you worry about, you know, like, are you trying to sell someone something that they don't really need? Are you trying to push something on someone? I am not a pushy person at all when it comes to buying things. So um, that was a really big thing that I kind of had to recognize. And I think that my entry into sales opened that door for me and made it kind of perfect for my position. Because um, when I was working in hygiene, it was actually kind of jeopardized by um, ergonomics. And I was having some trouble with numbing of my hands um, when I was in clinical. So I found myself out of work for about two, three months or close to that. Um, So it was a really scary time for me. My hands were going completely numb. My instruments, I could not grip them to hold them and clean. Um, It was super painful in my arms. It was just something cervical. I was pinching a nerve or something. So it was really scary. I mean, my physician told me that I was out of work indefinitely. And um, I had, you know, my genocide student loans and everything. So that was a really scary time for me. So um, to be introduced into sales that way, what happened is my um, boss, my doctor wanted, obviously wanted me back in clinic. He wanted me seeing patients. So um, he saw Lumidin's ErgoPrism loops and um, the change in the posture and everything. He thought maybe we could give it a try, see if it helped me. Thank God. And luckily it did. I got a pair. I started wearing them. Um, I went back to work instantly. I worked straight through zero numbing. They completely saved my career. Um, I I really do owe it all to you know Lumidant and the Ergoprism loops because it completely changed everything for me. And so I think that passion and that because it did save my career and it allowed me like it opened a door that I didn't think was going to be open anymore. Right. And that was my whole life. So it was a really scary time, and I was really excited to be able to. Um, use that product and then turn around and go into sales of selling it because, you know, it saved my career. And I, I know that it can do that for others too. Wow. So let me get this straight and make sure I'm hearing you right. <laughs> the doctor said you were out of work indefinitely and you can no longer be at, at in clinical hygiene. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. There was no, there, I mean, did they recommend surgery or any, I mean, not that that's always the best way to go or, you know, 
We did um, nerve conduction studies. I was in physical therapy about three to five days a week. Um, They couldn't pinpoint exactly what it was. And I didn't want to jump on um, surgery. We talked about carpal tunnel surgery, but I really didn't think that was what it was because it was both hands. So the fact that, you know, the chance of me having both hands have carpal tunnel at the same time, same pain was just kind of weird. And the doctor thought that also. Um, so yeah, we held off on that and it was kind of just a wait and see kind of game. And it was, it was a scary time. (laughs) Wow. So then you, your doc said, okay, I want you to try this, try this new type of loop. And I want to see if this helps you, your condition, because apparently there's like, there was like a, a pinching on both sides, which affected both hands. So it was like a cervical neck area. They think like upper back, lower neck type. Or somewhere in that area that was, you know, being affected. Okay. Yeah, it was affecting both arms. So tell me how, like when you started using these loops, how, I mean, like how immediate was that? Did it resolve itself? You know, and like, what was your reaction to that? (laughs) Um, It was pretty crazy. I will say, Um, you know, I got them. I tried them on. I knew instantly that I loved them. I mean, when you put them on, you sit back. You just sit in your chair, you're comfortable, you look forward, um, and it's just a really comfortable position to be in. So instantly I knew like I wasn't, you know, hovering over, I wasn't putting my neck down and making all those movements that, you know, cause those different aches and pains, shoulder burning and stuff like that. Um, It was a little weird to get used to (laughs) for sure, but I think that especially with my condition and how it happened, I adapted so quickly and I find that a lot of other people actually do too. So I remember going into my first pair of loops and it was such such an adjustment (laughs) anyway. And then I know that there are other presents because I have Lumident as well, but I went from another design or scoptic into Lumidens and it was an adjustment for I mean, it was, it was just a different, can you, it was a difference in how I sat, what I expected to see, how my neck was aligned differently than in traditional yep. loop. Can you tell us the difference and the way that it's designed? I, I asked her, you guys to bring these so she can show you because it's, I mean, her story is pretty amazing. So share this with us. Yeah. So I do have the Ergo Prisms right here. Um, these are the ones that I wear every single day. Um, so you can kind of see, and the first thing you're going to notice is when the frame is up and down, the ocular comes out and then angles down. It's going to give you way more of an angle than a Galilean loop that's going to come straight out of the bottom. It's also right in the middle of the frame there. A lot of people think that that's going to kind of block your view, but it really doesn't as much as you would think. Um, But when it comes to wearing them and putting them on, so if I have them on here and I turn to the side, I can actually see my thumbs right now. So if the patient's mouth was right in front of me, I would be sitting just like this, doing my work, neck straight, shoulders back, completely comfortable in the neutral position. Um, They are measured for you. So you don't have to, you know, move to your lips. They're going to be made for you. So um, it's going to put you in that comfortable position that you want to be in. And it's really just going to help all the way around. So you're, you're going from something that's like, because with traditional loops, you're still doing this. So now you're going, now you don't have to bend your neck at all. You'll go from right about here to all the way up here. So there is like a two to three inch difference in where your head is tilting down versus looking straight up. So how did that, how did that affect you when you first went from whatever you're using before to this and you're looking around, you're like, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to feel. <laughs> I 
remember when I used my luminance, I was like, oh, wait, Sephora doesn't go there. <laughs> yes, it can be a little different. You do want to look down all the time, but you're not going to see a patient's mouth if you're tilting your head down um, at all. So you have to keep that chin up. And that's the number one thing. The other thing is just, you know, making sure that you can get your hands into the mouth while having that stretch head straight ahead, because sometimes there can be a little disconnect in measuring and stuff. So super important. And that's why we take those measurements and do that to make sure you don't have that. So it is a smooth transaction. When you move your hands into the mouth, it's all one steady flow. You can see the mouth, you can move your hands in and you can just be in that comfortable position. Um, when it comes to like positioning your patient and stuff like that, you do have to use a little bit more indirect vision. But I mean, if you go back to when you were in hygiene school, what did they tell you to do? Indirect vision. It was big then. Um, they told you move your patient to you, not to move to your patient. And over time, I mean, as we keep cleaning day after day, we sit there and with our patients and we start moving to them or moving us because it's easier than asking them to move their head. So these are going to bring you back to those basics. They're going to have you move your head or have you move your patient's head. Um, have you, you know, have them adjust to you versus you adjusting to them constantly. Because even just that one time, you're going to do it again and again. And it, it's that repetitive, you know, motion that's going to get you hurting and cause a lot of pain in the long run. Yeah, turn towards me, turn towards me, turn away, turn away, turn, turn towards <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <sighs> But I mean, I found like <laughs> with you, just like with your saying, with what you're saying in hygiene school, they teach you what you should know, right? And then we don't have that posture police behind us going, hey, you're at four o'clock and you should be at a two o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> and then I remember like kind of felt like I was getting away with something when I used like direct vision when I, I got like this, but then it became a habit, which is not good. Yes. <laughs> You start sneaking those little spots in there, but then you start doing them day after day. And that's when it starts to hurt. And that's when, you know, you start to actually get in trouble before you even know yeah. it. Yeah. With people not having, sometimes people don't go to trade shows and they don't really have access to a rep. How do they take measurements for, for people to know where the lenses go? So that's a really cool thing that Luminant, I feel like exceeds over, you know, a lot of other companies in measuring and stuff like that in the ease that we, you know, try to put forth for measuring because we don't have reps everywhere. Mm -hmm. We do what's called an Ergo Fit Kit. It's really easy. You can order your loops online, actually, or through a rep. Um, we can send you some different frames, and they're actually called measuring frames. So they have these little dash marks in the frames. You get to pick which ones you want. If you want to try multiple, we are absolutely open to that. We want you to have what you like. Um, and then you actually just take a photo of yourself, kind of, you know, maybe a foot away, and it's going to have the flash on, and it'll kind of put a little white dot in the very middle of your eyes. And that's how they're actually going to measure that pupillary distance. So it's super easy. It's not that you have to get a measuring tape out or anything like that. It's just a simple photo flash in the eyes. And then they're able to do everything else from home office. That is high tech. Pretty crazy. And they're, I mean, they just continue to make it easier and easier. So it's very nice. Wow. I guess with the COVID, um, they, everybody had to adapt. Right. And then they're, yes. they're like, how do we get people? <laughs> and they figured it out. I, I love that we've overcome so many things in so many ways. And then two, like, what are the frame selections? Because some of these, some of us here are just kind of like, Meh. you know, do y'all have like cool frames? 
We do. So we actually just switched out all of our frames. We just got all new frames, um, all new colors. Um, I will say we have kind of a little bit of everything from the square glasses that are kind of in style, but then we also have the sportier frames. Um, we have, actually, I have a couple of them here too, if you know, you want to look. So here's like a sportier one. It's going to cover more. And it's kind of more of like your traditional loop frame. Um, it's really awesome. We just started putting the oculars in this type of frame because it doesn't have this under um, metal here. It's got the open frame there, but yeah. they are just as sturdy. They're just as good. A lot of people love this style, and that's why it was huge when we started putting them in here. The other ones are going to be, you know, kind of more square, like the ones that I stated that I have. Um, kind of a little more stylish sometimes, <laughs> if you think yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, they're all great offer, you know, enough coverage. If, you know, that's what you're looking for. We have OSHA compliant frames. We have side shields if they're not OSHA compliant and kind of anything for everybody's needs. How cool is that? I mean, they, <laughs> it sounds like they've thought of a lot of things with the, with being able to measure from a distance, the neutral position, and it saved your career and yes. much of your quality of life. And I will also add, I think that the, um, Best thing, and I should have mentioned this with the measuring, um, the coolest thing and the best thing about that I feel about the Ergo Prisms is that they have found a way to do an adjustable working distance. So everybody's nervous about a new technology, something different. You are sitting up. You're not looking down. It's a whole different concept, basically. Um, but what's really cool is you go ahead and you measure your working distance, or we measure your working distance. We show you how. But from your working distance, it'll be, say it's 18 inches. So then these little circle or these little silver spots here are going to twist. So if your working distance is at 18 inches, it's going to give you, you know, two to three inches this way and then two to three inches that way where you can adjust it. So if you have a larger patient sitting in the chair and they're closer or you're having to stand up and you can't, you don't have to move to your patient yeah. like you do with your traditional Galilean loops. Your loops are going to move for you and change for you and adapt for you. So it's really neat. I mean, it's a completely different technology that no other loops really have. And it's just changing. It's changing everything. It's great. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a great point because I have, I have noticed that where I've had to adjust a little bit. And I think that probably at first I was moving and then I realized I don't have to do that. Yes. <laughs> it's when you own something, you don't tend to think about all the little features like that. Yes. Absolutely. So you talked a little bit about too, about how it's kind of like a natural fit for you being in sales, because you're talking about something that you love and that you're still enjoying clinical practice. I mean, and you're finding your mix and what you're doing, you know, and what you love and that variety and being able to still impact patient care and you're impacting the profession by helping people by having them find a product that you know has worked for you and has worked for many other people. What is there any type of advice that people can that you would give people in the profession like clinically that are I don't know anything like sage advice that you would offer someone working clinically to like improve their communication or prevent burnout or anything like that. I'm so glad you brought that up because I will say, um, as I watch, you know, these Facebook groups and different things that I'm part of, I try to stay up to date on everything. People like, you know, that they're talking about things that they're thinking and hygienists and 
everything that's going on. So I do notice that there are, you know, a lot of negative comments and a lot of people saying, you know, that maybe hygiene's not for them or it's hurting or they don't have, you know, the respect from doctors or whatever it may be that those individuals are thinking because of where they're at in their life or what office they're at or whatever they're facing in their life. It just, it projects a lot on social media, I feel like. And, um, you know, I love my career as a hygienist. I think as long as you want to move forward, I mean, that's what it takes for us hygienists in in every state to move forward and to be, you know, providers and do more and keep continuing to do more is, you know, wanting to do more and putting your voice out there and doing that. And so um, I would say, you know, just stick to what you know, what you like, what you love. And if you have that passion for it, go for it and don't stop. Yeah, I've, that's a really good point. I've, I'm a part <laughs> of some of those forums too. And it, it can bring in just energy that just is, it leaves you just depleted. Like, yes, why am I watching this? But my advice is like, turn it off, you know, turn off the channel. If you don't like the show, Turn off the channel because, like, to it's exactly to your point. Everybody's in a different part of their life. They have different yes. things going on. So if they're reacting to something that may be out of context that's not in your same life. And then if that is great, if if that is your life and you're in that situation, I mean, there's three things that you can do. You can stay and stay like it is. You can speak up or you can leave. Yep. You know, that's always a choice that we all have. We all have it for forever, basically with everything, you know, you, you have to be a part of that difference if you want to make one. Yes, exactly. Could not say it better than my, I could not say it better myself. Yeah. It's, it's hard. It's hard to watch because it's such a great career. And I know that, that any profession, right? School teachers, postal delivery, sir, anybody (laughs) probably has an opinion on what is going on with their career, their professional life, their day to day, that they're not that they're not uh, happy, that they're, that they want to have a conversation that they need to have. But I think that's important to look inside of what that's really saying about what you need to do, because usually what it is you're saying, the, the answer to your question is usually in the question and what you need to do and take action on. So, um, and people will continue to say that if they continue to have an audience. So the best thing to do is opt out, remove <laughs> yourself from that energy and be like, bye, you know, and just be like, oh, I don't want to be notified here. Yes. It's such an amazing profession. And, you know, I know that you're in it and you feel similarly to me where I, I just want to lift people up and bring positive energy and be like, listen, you know, just remember your why. Look at look at how you can make that impact. So thank you so much for bringing that up. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> it's a hard topic to talk about, but I mean, it needs to be said. And, you know, like I said, if, if we're willing to come together and the people that really want to, you know, we can make a difference and we can make it better. It just takes those people to do that and come together. So, yeah. And I found myself just removing myself from completely from those groups and just going in more positive vibe groups. And there's usually like moderators who say, okay, this is only, this is our space here. This is protected space. It's, you know, you can talk about stuff, but let's be solution based. Let's not go too far down the rabbit hole of, you know, putting too much negativity out there. Let's come up with a solution together. Yes. No, that's fantastic. And I think it's important to know too, who you can trust in the sources of information that you can trust. We talked about that on another episode in the dental handoff, but to go to people who, who, you know, that are trusted resources in your industry or to a friend that can be unbiased or 
you know, sometimes it's triggering you. Usually when anything in our life comes up that feels uncomfortable, it's usually telling us a story that something's not aligned within ourselves. And it's important, I think, to go inward to say, "Mm, what's that really about? Is that really about doctor or my teammate saying something? Or is that something that's really going on with me? Yes, that you need to address and kind of take care of. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, well, I just really appreciate you sharing your life-changing story today out of off of a you know, with use of a product. And you're I love too that your doctor loved you enough and like appreciated and valued you to say, I'm buying you these loops. We need to try this. I want yes. you to care for my patients. And then you did it and it worked. And it's like, what? It's a miracle. Yes, I could not be happier. Like I said, you know, I love my office. I love where I'm at. I love my doctor, everything, you know, so blessed to be where I am. And um, that kind of, you know, touches on that also. It's, you know, when you get to that place, you can just like move mountains and you can change everything and um, you can really move forward so easily. And it's, you know, you surround yourself with those people and it's just, it's great. And he was great. You know, there are doctors out there like that still. And this is, you know, one of those testimonials that says there are, but, um, yeah. It's so encouraging to hear that it's, it's out there for you. It's like you, you almost have to align yourself with what it is that you want and seek the same. And if it does, if it's not the right fit, it's better while you're interviewing or, you know, even your first week to be like, you know, this just isn't, this isn't serving me and who I am and just call it, you know, and your yes. energy and your care philosophy is not there. Then it's like, okay, this is cool. You know, we both <laughs> tried it and it's just not, you know, and respectfully give you whatever notice you need to give and just say, cool, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, well, thank you for talking us through this. And Sam, how do they, how would people learn more information? How would they get in touch with you? I will definitely include your contact information in the show notes. Is there a website or something that they can go visit? Yeah, absolutely. So we have all of our products, everything on limited.com. Um, limited also has a Facebook page. You can also reach out to, um, we just recently started doing different territory Facebook pages. Um, so mine is limited.com forward slash STL or limited STL. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but everybody has their own, you know, that you can look on Facebook, search limited, go to your area and look there. Also, um, the rep page on the website gives you email, cell phone, text, email, or call everything that you really want or need to get a hold of all of us. So it's pretty simple and they make it really easy. Yeah, that's awesome. So if you have a, if you have some kind of question, when you get the packaging, you just you contact customer service, they were super responsive with me. They were, I mean, they were really fast. I was like, whoa, okay. That was, <laughs> it was almost like an email had bounced back. That's how fast it was. I was like, okay, people are up this time <laughs> answering my questions. It's like they're waiting for me. Yes. We really try really hard to work on customer service because you know that's what it's all about. And everybody wants that good service and they want that experience, not just a product. So that's what you know we're trying to provide. Yeah, it's that it's that experience that for everyone all the way through. So it and it demonstrates itself through the technology and the user experience also with your tech. So thank you so much for being on here with us. Thank and you so much for having me. I loved all of it and I'm so excited. Yes, thank you so much. Have a great evening. You too. Thank you. Bye.